Well, well, well. Hello, hello, everybody. It's me, the B-double-O-T-H, baby. The most recognizable voice in podcasting today. Mm, mm, it's Uncle Boo, baby. We are here live and in charge for Bodolan, Texas Trash on Friday, baby. Ah, well, we made it through the work week again, fellas and ladies. Oh, it's been an exhausting one. It's been fun, though. Can't complain. It just is how it is. Uh, but it's been a good week. Work's been good. Everything's been good. Jackson's pretty much closed out his uh, baseball season. They finished number one in their division. So that's going to be good. Have a little celebration after that. and Yeah, just winding up baseball season. Getting rained on, rained on all the time. I hope everybody's been staying dry. And I hope any, no one's been uh, fucked up with uh, tornadoes and stuff. I know in Oklahoma they're getting hammered right now. And it's supposed to be some stuff coming our way. We got stuff coming from the west and uh, the north from Oklahoma. So all my prayers to you guys in the Oklahoma and Kansas. I know y'all been ripped, Kansas has. And everybody else. I mean, these storms that's here have been breaking out everywhere. I can't remember them all, but they did warn us. Say we was gonna have a bad spring and a bad tornado breakout. So, hopefully, if I'm uh, recording this, I don't get storms coming in while I'm recording. I'm trying to get this in and done before them son of bitches come in, so I can have this ready for y'all Friday morning, like I always do, man. Because you're my fans, and that's why I do it. Once again, I want to say thanks to everybody listening to Borderline Texas Trash. I'm your host, Stephen Booth, baby, Uncle Boo, if you want to call me, baby. That's my stage name. Mmm. You already get funky like a monkey up in here, baby. Saturday night. The Expo Center. Yeah, we're going to go uh, Expo Center Saturday night and watch some wrestling. APW's coming in town. It's funny. <laughs> it's it's kind of cool being a father, whether your kid's a boy or girl. <laughs> but, like, it tickles me. Lex, uh, me and my kids, we kind of grew up. Uh, Kind of grew them up on wrestling some. And this has been our first like live events, and they've always had like Lexi and Stephanie has always always had crushes or some guy they thought was so cute, you know, on on wrestling, you know. They went and watched the live one. Now they got a now they got one that comes through town here that that gets guy Jason part of the Renegades on APW. Check it out. But, uh, yeah, they do a pretty good show. But, yeah, they got the hots for him, and it's so funny because they're like, oh, my God, Jason. It's like, it's just awesome because you get seeing your kid's first, like, star crush, however you want to say it, you know. And Steph, so Steph has a picture of him right above her uh, bed, and it has a heart around him, <laughs> around his face. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Reminds me of my sister when she had pictures like that all over her wall of her teen idols and all that stuff growing up. But yeah, it's all fun. But I'm ready to start the show, man. This is going to be a good old day here. I don't know what I'm doing with my fucking pens. I have these good zebra pens, and I got them scattered all over the place because I don't, I don't keep up a, a decent office. I need to. And by the way, guys, I'm still looking for a co-host. So if you're, uh, you know, wanting to do a little podcasting or something, man, just, uh, just holler. And uh, maybe we can hook something up. But yeah, it's all good. I'm going to take me a quick little picture right here to put on the old Facebook while we're recording, guys. 
because you know gotta do it for the fans All right, I'll get this put on Facebook for you guys. Y'all can check that out. Be sure to check us on our Facebook and the Instagrams and all that. And we keep getting new followers every day for our podcast and all that stuff. And uh, it's awesome. I really, really enjoy it, guys. I really do. Oh, let me get this done real quick. Episode 50. I can't believe it's 56. Oops. <laughs> well, have y'all been doing good? The, uh... Of course, as we know it, the uh, school's out. And, oh my God, that picture turned out like shit. Never mind. Oh my God, it's blurry. Ah. Uh, Anyways, I hope everybody's having a good weekend, getting ready to uh, start the show, like we always do about this time. Yeah, all right. Now this one will be better. Oh, yeah. Cool beans. All right, sorry for that pause. Let's get this motherfucker going. I tell you what, this humidity's kicking my ass. I mean, it ain't too bad yet, and I shouldn't bitch. It, it could be minus fucking seven. Ugh. Better got the old crotch fan on the old studio. I'll have to have that during the old uh, springtime and summertime here in Tejas. Because it gets a little freaking humid here. <laughs> Why isn't it turning my way? God dang it. Okay, anyways. Sorry for messing around, guys. Alright, I'm done fucking around. Let's get this show on the go. What do you say, ladies and gents? Give me five. I gotta fix the crotch fan. All right. Well, Max likes to get in front of the fan when it's going like that and snap at the air. So he's doing this to it, and sometimes he'll knock it off of rotation or out of place. Little shit. Yeah, little shit studio dog. All right. Let's get on with some uh, stupid news, and y'all are going to love this stupid shit. Okay. In California... California wants to wear a mask for one more month. So, mask people can get used to not wearing them again. Give me a fucking break. We did it for a fucking, not about a year. Not even a full, well, around a year. But give me a fucking break. You need a goddamn another year, another month to transition back to being normal. Fucking idiots. That's what I don't understand about people, man. It, common sense seems like it's just one of them things that's just going away. And I don't get it and I don't understand it. Oh, before I go too far, the uh, 
Sponsor for this show is Big Dang Shovels. You want a Big Dang hole dug? Get a Big Dang Shovel for a small dang price. But a Big Dang hole for a small dang price, guys. Go check them out. They're good. They're good. They're sturdy. The woods, cherry wood from here in America. And the uh, steel in it is made here from America, too. So check them out, man. They're good, durable, dependable. And you can dig a dig dang hole, man. Big dang shovels, man. Check them out anywhere your garden supplies are sold. All right. Yeah, I mean, the, with the California crap, having to wear a mask, wanting to wear a mask again for another year to let these guys transition. I mean, let it. they want to do it for another month so they can transition, which is fucking dumb. It's just stupid. But, you know, it's like I said, where's all these Biden people? They're not. It's like crickets right now. Because uh, he's a topic of my second stupid news that's jackass. See, Biden quotes Chinese communist dictator who killed over 50 million people to a graduating Coast Guard class. Wow. What a fucking moron. I mean, God dang, people. Wow. I just don't get it while everybody's drinking the Kool-Aid and being let along like sheep, man. All right, number three. A nine-year-old boy in India... Oh, was... Oh, in Indiana was cleaning out... Was helping his parents clear out, clean out this SUV they just bought. I mean, which don't make sense. Why'd you be cleaning out a new car you just got? Well, it was used, so I guess... Maybe I should do that. Fuck, I just got another car. <sighs> Anyways, the kid was helping his parents clean out the car, and in the uh, new SUV, his parents... Uh, but this kid found $5,000 under the seat or something. And uh, he got it, and his dad thought he was jacking with him. Hey, Dad, I found something. I found some money. Look. And he's like, whatever. He goes, no, for real. And it's 5000 bucks. So the people did the honest thing, called the car lot, and said, hey, we just bought this car. We was cleaning it out, and there's five grand in here. And they're like, oh, shit. So they contact the people who traded it in. They came to their house, picked it up, and then right there on the spot, since the kid was honest about it and said, hey, Dad, I found this. The woman right there on the spot gave that boy $1,000. That just goes to show you right there that being honest, guys, fucking pays off, man. Don't be a dickhead like a lot of these people today and be dishonest. Do that. Do the right thing. Number four. A man in Florida... Oh, a man in Florida on meth, and he crashes into a house. <coughs> yeah. He was uh, apparently uh, high on meth and been up for a couple days, and he was out driving around, and he was uh, saying he was chasing something, and there was really nothing he was chasing, and he basically was fucked up on meth. Well, because... People don't understand when you stay up, whether you're drinking for three days or you just stay up in general, you start hallucinating. So you throw that on top of the fucking meth. So you're really fucking tripping balls. You've been geeking out. You're hungry, thirsty, and you're just it's three days and you're a zombie. I mean, fuck's sakes. I don't understand people. Maybe I'm just getting old and that old man who likes to shake his fist at the cloud. God damn you. Number five. (laughs) 
And this was actually in a uh, news clipping. It said, bugs, bugs flying around with wings are flying bugs. Where do they come up with that stupid shit? I know a lot of this stuff's misprint, but sometimes it's like actual shit. And I'm like, oh, God, you know, maybe I should work for a paper. Oh, God, it'd be the best seller because I wrote it. Take that to the bank. All right, guys, that wraps up our special uh, news today. Don't forget now, that's uh, part of the show is brought to us by Security Finance, guys. You need a finance, or you need a, not a finance, but you need a loan. You need uh, someone to do your taxes through the year. Call them up here in Minerals, Texas, Security Finance. Go talk to Carrie. Tell them you heard about it from uh, Borderline Texas Trash from Uncle Boo, or <coughs> a.k.a. Stephen Booth. <sighs> Have I told you guys how awesome you are? I got the best fans in the world. Oh, Canada. I want to give you a shout out, man. You guys have really been downloading stuff. And y'all guys give us a uh, five-star rating if you don't mind, man. Anything would help, man. Rate us. Tell us about it. Tell your friends about this show. But I think it's that time of the show for Uncle Dickie to drop by. What do y'all son of a buck say? All right. I think it sounds like a plan, Stan. Let's do it. Well, hello, everybody. It's your good old friend, Uncle Dickie, baby, the most recognizable voice in the podcasting world today. Second to Joe Rogan. I'm coming in hot and heavy, baby. I'm coming in on some white lightning, riding a civil saddle, baby, because I'm hanging on for dear life, and I'm ready to go for Uncle Dickie's corner. How's everybody been doing out there in the old podcast land? Well, <coughs> <coughs> Well, I can't wait to hear from you guys, but let's click on over to our cuz there and uh, see what he's doing real quick, and then we'll get on with uh, my part of the show, Uncle Dickie's Corner, baby, because it's going to be good, and it's going to be funky, and we're going to be we're going to be jiving there, fellas, but we're going to get it down. But here's your, here's my cuz, we're going to see what this old rascal's flat's doing. Well, I'm doing it pretty good, pretty good. Just getting waterlogged up here in the great state of Texas up here in uh, Mineral Wells, man. It's been raining like cats and dogs all the time. We get like a break or two. We get a, like two, maybe three, well, I'd say two and a half days break, and then it starts raining again. But it's been raining a lot here in Texas, buddy. But uh, here's some storms are kind of brewing everywhere. So I hope you're uh, safe where you're at because I know y'all been getting a lot of rain, but I'm doing good. Jackson's baseball season's over. So they got first place in their division. So yay, yay. He's excited. But uh, hey, this is your show. I'll tell them about my life when I talk to them on my show. But uh, let's click on back to your uh, talk show, cuz. Well, okay there. This is my show anyway, motherfucker. <laughs> I just playing around there, cuz. You know what I like to get funky like a monkey? Because I like coming in a hot and heavy, baby. Riding a lightning bolt on a silver saddle, baby. Because this is Uncle Dickie. We're going to get live, down, and dirty today. Because we're going to bleed a lot of bleeds and bloods a lot of bloods, baby. But uh, I, I hope everybody's doing good there. It's, 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 it's been going pretty good down here. It's, it's just been uh, like normal springtime weather down here. Storms. Uh, rain. So it's, it's, it's doing it everywhere. This is definitely a very wet spring. We haven't we 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 haven't had a, a good old wet spring like this in a while. 
So, yeah, it, it ought to be pretty good, I hope. But uh, it's been going good. Can't complain. Uh, my girl graduate, gradu- my uh, oldest daughter, she graduates this uh, weekend. Well, in fact, tomorrow night. So we're going to have a big old, uh, instead of trying everybody to come back here after the graduation, because it's going to be a, a kind of long one. So we're just going to go to the graduation and uh, take pictures and all that. And then Saturday, we're going to have a big old feast for her and the other graduates. And it, it should be a good dang time, man. I think it'll be a great time. Eating some good old good old Louisiana food, baby. And that's what's funny, man. People think, you know, you're Louisiana, you Cajun. All you like is that Cajun. No, we like a... It, it's cool when we have these big old cookouts because it's not just one guy doing it, baby. It, it, it's like everybody brings something. And I usually cook some main dishes and stuff. But it, it's a big old feast. Everybody brings something. And you got, like, Cajun... Like regular American food, and you got just a good old country boy. I mean, you got all sorts of stuff. You're gonna have chicken fried steak there with alligator tail, fried or not. Then you're gonna have some shrimp there, not fried, boiled. Then you have crawfish. They're gonna have like, I mean, fish. They're gonna have so much stuff. It's gonna be a great time having. I just, I just like getting together with the family because we have so much fun down here, and it's it's just, it's just a great time. It's a great community we live in down here. Ain't nobody messes with us, and we just, it's its really amazing, though. Everything's gotten to come back together, and and, and, and it's uh, it's looking pretty good. I, I, I like how everything's coming back and getting some kind of normalcy back, because God knows we need it, baby. We haven't had no peace for, uh, peace and reggae, and being normal in a while, and it'd be good to have some normalcy, some normalcy back in the old uh, 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 world today. But enough about all that. Oh, uh, like I said, I got a the graduation party. Uh, Junior, he's doing he's he's doing pretty good with his um, uh, baseball. They got a uh, first place in their district too, cause so hey, tell you quick congratulations to old Jackson there. Sometimes his cousin might come down and give him some training, man. But uh, they finished finished uh, first in the district, and uh, he 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 he's gonna make all district in baseball. And them other girls and kids, the 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 little the, the little ones, they are going to uh, move up, you know. So they're excited that summertime, seeing they get a break from school and all that. So I think it'll be great. I think it'll be a good old time this summer. I think it's going to be a real good summer this year. I do believe so. But let's check out on some emails down here. And and, 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 and let's get on with the uh, first question we got here. It says, which kid do you think will play college sports? That'll probably be Junior. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's pretty good at that old baseball. He's been playing it since he was a little. He just, he just loves baseball. That's all he talks about and wants to play. He loves watching it, playing it. So, and there uh, he's got uh, uh, LSU looking at him in another college in Louisiana right now, and then he's got uh, I think uh, Alabama look, Alabama's looking at him. Uh, I think Florida, and then he's got like, like I said, some smaller college down in uh, here in Louisiana. He thinks he he thinks he might just go that route because because he don't want to. Uh, do a do do a big old college and nothing. He he's more of a small kind of a loner. I mean, he has friends, but he 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 don't 
you know, <laughs> like big old crowds all the time and all that. So he he's probably going to pick a smaller college. But that that it don't it don't matter where he goes. I told him, yeah, like, I mean, you you you're going to get a free education, son. So use it well. Use it well. Yeah. So. His year's gonna be good. He, he he's gonna be a, a junior next year, and he's already got these his colleges liking him and stuff. So 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 that's always good. Uh, yeah, junior, he'll be the one playing the playing the sports. Okay. Uh, number two, did you go to any college? Now, if y'all been listening to the podcast and listening to some older episodes, I've kind of answered that. I think this before. I, I I really never did go to college. Never really had a had, had an interest. I just grew up always helping my uh, grandpa and, and my daddy with with the with the restaurant, helping my family, and then with the store and the restaurant and the bait shop we got and all that. And so. I pretty much just been doing that my whole life. I mean, this is really all I know. I mean, I, I run this suckers. I've been help running this sucker since I was five years old, running around here. You know, from anything from cooking to cleaning to helping do anything around here. You know, even doing mechanic stuff. You know, so it's it was pretty fun going up in this kind of environment because you get to learn so much. And and now I'm the elder, and, and I know all this, and I'm trying to pass it down to my kids. You know, but if they don't want to stick around, that's fine. They don't have to. I just don't prefer college. I just this is all I know, so I just I just, I just stuck with this right here. Number three, do I ship fresh fish? No, uh, we 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 never have really. We because that's it's just so hard to do. You gotta have a lot of money, more money for that. We just basically catch our stuff around here and catch it for the local and uh, catch it for the local restaurants and stuff. In the local uh, markets and stuff down here, that 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 that, that that's about what we do because it, it's just too much work, and we're not we don't have that kind of money to ship it and do all that kind of stuff. So we just uh, stay down here. But if you ever on a booth Villa, Louisiana, now y'all come on uh, down and check out my little pad down here, and we'll serve you up some good old food and talk about some whatever. <coughs> Let's go with number four here. How many boats? <coughs> how many boats do you have? Well, I got like for work boats. I've got my shrimping boats. I got two of them. No, I don't. I got rid of one. I just went back to one fishing boat. I got two regular fishing boats we use it, and uh, I got another boat too. That we uh, use for either or sometimes shrimping, uh, shrimping, um, fishing. It, it don't matter. But then for play, I got me uh, some swamp. I got a swamp buggy, and uh, I got a pontoon too. So uh, sometimes, you know, we like to go out there and play around. We'll get there. We got some jet skis. We'll go out there, and I got a little barbecue pit on there, and I'll bring some buggers and stuff, and we'll. I'll bring the jet skis out there. I got three of them, and we'll go out there and we'll uh, anchor somewhere out in the uh, out in the uh, lake right there. Well, not really the lake right there, somewhere around the coast, and we'll uh, sit out there and um, just uh, having a good time on that pontoon and uh, play, take turns playing on the sea dudes while we're uh, on the sea dudes while we're on the pontoon just chilling. It's it's pretty nice, pretty fun. We we. We like it, man. It's a good way to get away sometimes. Just away from everything. Just me and the kids and the families. 
But yeah, I got all together. Let's see, that's about seven, eight, you know, and that's counting the C-Dos, you know. But majority of the boats I have are for work, so I don't know. I don't have a very few uh, pleasure boats, you know, boats for pleasure. Pleasure. And I don't have no bath boat. I don't have really time for bath fishing. I barely got time for regular cat fishing, any kind of fish than I do. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> and I think I've had this question before, but I'm not for sure, but it sounds familiar. Where do you go during the hurricanes? Well, when, it just depends. If they estimate it's going to be really fucking bad, we get the hell out of here. And we go inland. We have some uh, cousins inland. And uh, where they live, it's uh, pretty cool because... Uh, they they live up up on like on a mountain basically, like a pretty big hill, mountain whatever you want to call it there baby. And uh, it's a uh, that that that's where their house is and all the main stuff is. So we just always go there and you know so we help him board everything up and all that because that's usually what we do. They come down here. What they'll do is they they get a friend who has a pilot's lights and then they fly down on his little on his little plane when he wants to catch some hours and they'll drop them off down here and they'll help us get all ready to shut our stuff down and then we'll get up there early and help them uh do all those so it, it, it works out pretty good like i said man we all get together because we all love each other we family man well there was my last question on the old emails there i think a couple of them have been answered before but i need to go back and check them before i start writing them down make sure i don't write out the same shit all the time Whew. that's a lot of work to do there freddie jones with jetty jones but yeah i hope you guys have been good uh keep on listening to us we're gonna click over to and i'm gonna say bye to bottom out of course here but uh hey cuz we will see you later we are gonna be out of here and uh <clears throat> I'd like to say congratulations to Jackson and all that, uh, and, and Stephanie, and tell Lexi, we love her, and you guys be good and be real. Okay there, cuz? All right, man. You have a good one, and thank you, and congrats to your son, too, and congrats to all your kids. Tell them thanks to the slap them for Uncle Boo here. But uh, it's always good talking to you, man, and we'll do some uh, FaceTime with the kids sometime this weekend so we can see some of the kinfolk down there when y'all having y'all big old get-together. Ooh, Lord. I need to get down there for one of them cuz, but we will holler at you later, man. But I uh, love you. Y'all be good, man. I sure would, I guess. And, and, and you be good, too. Everybody out there in podcast land, y'all be good. And I appreciate you guys listening to my cousin's podcast. I'd like to give a little shout-out to uh, Canada, man. My cousin tells me y'all suckers are downloading up there. Thanks for the likes there, guys. And this has been... Uh, oh, and thanks for the likes from everybody else, too. Y'all keep on downloading. Y'all give us some five-star ratings if y'all want to, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all do that for us, please. Start giving us some ratings and all that, and, uh, maybe, uh, one of these days we can have a meet-and-greet somewhere, and we can meet you guys. But, 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 you, you, you got to be good, be sweet, don't be sour. This is Uncle Dicky, the most recognizable voice in the podcasting today, baby. Mm. I love it when I get funky like a mugger, baby, because we're going to get funky like a mugger and eat some turnip greens, baby. Like I said, I've been coming in hot and heavy, and I'm coming in hot and heavy Saturday night, baby. Stargate. I'm coming in riding that lightning bolt, baby, on a silver saddle to whip your ass. I'm just kidding. I get caught up in my, my, my wrestling promos. But this has been Uncle Dickie's Corner, baby. Y'all guys be good, be sweet, don't be sour. I am the man of the hour. And this has been Uncle Dickie, guys. We love you. We'll see you later, guys. Be good. See you later, babe.
die. All right, I'm back, you freaky frog leg motherfuckers. How you doing out there? Hope you enjoyed Uncle Dicky there. The uh, if you want to see a lot of the back, back, uh, back scene stuff, I do a podcast. I mean, on my podcast audio part, I'm doing it. But as I'm doing it, I'm also been starting doing a YouTube video every time too. So y'all can see how I kind of do the making of this. Kind of comes along. It's kind of boring a little bit at first, and some of it. Because I'm really talking to you and show, telling you, oh, I edit and I'm putting this in, that in. So, if you want to check out behind the scenes and see my ugly mug and uh, see why I have to wear a hat when I'm doing this, you know. Like I told the YouTubers, I have to wear my uh, hat when I'm doing this. So, I turn on my studio lights for my video camera. I glare off my bald head. Yeah. It seems to have a glare. I always put shit where I don't need it. Well, well, well. I think. Ouch. We need to go over the gangster stuff. We're going to go over Lucky today. Do some of uh, his. Uh, today, I think we'll be finishing up. Like the part one I was going to do. And then it's there's still more. There's so much of it, I should have spaced it out a hell of a lot more. But we're going to go over uh, Lucky Luciano today do some of his uh his stuff so let's uh get rid of it and do it okay lucky luciano y'all remember this cat well uh where we left off he just got rid of uh pretty much all the other uh crime bosses around and he was pretty much it after that and that's where we're breaking into today with the death of, with the death with the death of Maranzan oh Maranzono Luciano became the most powerful featured gangster. I'm gonna turn my light on right here so I can see a little more. Ooh, that turns the light on the subject. How's that? See now it don't shine off my bald head and I can have a good light in here now. <coughs> okay. He became he became the most powerful gangster in the United States when he reached the pinnacle of America's uh, underworld. He directed the uh, crim- he directed criminal rules and authorized murders, settled grievances, and uh, commanded politics too, and religions and activities along the. Uh, uh, with the other uh, mafia bosses, basically. So basically, is what they're saying. He did all this while controlling all these guys. Basically, they were, they all did the work for him. He just sat back and they did all the work. Luciano transformed the mafia from a disorganized or disorganized wearing. Str- uh, Warring street, warring street gangs into a multi-million-dollar criminal enterprise. His vast empire became much larger, much stronger, much wealthier, and far more powerful on day on a daily. Oh. 
by then he is uh, became more powerful and everything be uh, it became more powerful and more successful underneath him by 1934 Luciano turned into it turned into a multi-trillion dollar enterprise at the time his crime empire was ranking in the uh, invisibility of mind-blowing and uh, whopping $14 trillion a year. That's how much they brought in right under the cops and everybody's noses and nobody knew. But back then at the time, I think that was Prohibition time too, I think, or they just got back from that. I know during the Prohibition time, the times these motherfuckers banked. And I mean banked. Whoa, is that too bright, guys? Let me tell me. Okay, that's better. Do 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 do. Where was I? Fourteen trillion. That's how much he was making a, a year back then. He landed hundreds of billions of dollars in bonds and thousands of personal massive bank vaults. He hit hundreds of billion dollars all over the world. Inside houses, mansions, businesses, companies. I mean, just anywhere. Personal bank vaults. He would make up names. They had to do this because they couldn't just be having three, you know, that much money laying around. And they have already got so much in the bank. And that's being claimed on and all that. But, you know, that's just how they got to do it. They was, they was making more money than they know what to fucking do with, basically. In a okay, it's still talking about the vaults, multi-million-dollar international. Oh, and then uh, after the prohibition and all that, then he really turned it into a multi-billion-dollar in, uh, international organization empire, pyre, and he controlled lucrative criminal rackets in the New York City and all over the North America. See, by that time, this motherfucker had. That's what I like about this time of the mafia because secretive shit stayed fucking secretive. Family was fucking family. And there wasn't none of the bullshit they got now. That's what it took so long for them to infiltrate the fucking mafia because till the 60s, is, I think, is when they really started getting people to rat. But back in these times, you didn't fucking rat. I mean, they just, you didn't do it. But now people do it all the time, so... But he had rackets all over the United States making billions of dollars. And he uh, also had illegal gambling, bookmaking, loan sharking. And it's like the uh, gambling. You know, they had this one racket where they'd go in the neighborhood and you'd pay. You'd have to pay a penny to play. And they would go by the uh, seat. How many people are at, in the seats at the races, I think, or baseball game or something. And whoever got the number would win the money. But no one really ever won. So, that's another way they made money. Then the loan sharking, basically, you borrow a penny, you pay back $100. Basically, they do that and you're never really caught up. Let's say I borrow 100 you owe me fucking $1,000. What the fuck? But if you need it, you know, it's just like how they get, yeah, we'll give you hundred grand, but you're going to owe us half a million. I mean, see how they fuck you there? And you never, ever pay, get it paid back. I mean, you never do. 
And then bookmaking, that was uh, on the games and stuff, you know, they was like, hey, give me 20 on the Cowboys or give me a 10 on the Red Sox, you know, shit like that. And then they had, then that's when they got into drug trafficking, weapon, uh, weapons trafficking, uh, ex, uh, of course, I already said racketeering, extortion, extortion's another one they would do. They'd go in and say, hey, let's say uh, they own a business that says we wash windows or Stevens Washing Service and uh, how to get your business is. Hey, you need your window? No, I don't need that. Well, they'd break your windows and be like, either let us do it and you pay us or we keep breaking your shit. Or if they went into a local club and they said, hey, we see this club is uh, doing good. We want in on it. And if you say no, all right, fine. We'll make it where nobody comes to your place. We'll spread lies about you. We'll burn it down, whatever. you know. And then they'd let them come in. And then, of course, the mob would spend millions in there you know drinking and all that stuff playing cards so i mean if if you didn't let them in they'd get in but if they was in they treated you right and stuff but they also did take people's bars and places too so they weren't very nice people and uh luciano he became very incredibly credible creatively powerful and in the uh, labor union, in the labor union activities, he controlled uh, all that too. He controlled all of the labor unions in America, which at the time the unions I think were mainly like a northern thing. I don't think there was a whole lot down south yet. I mean, it's here now, a lot of union, but not like back then. I don't think there was. It was more up north. And he controlled most of the waterfronts, garbage hauling, and construction, and food enterprises, and prizes, and clothing industries, and carpentry industry, cementing, electric, I mean, the ports and the docks, I mean, even the, uh, the garments, uh, business centers. So, I mean, they had their hands in everything. If they could find a way to come into your business and make money off of it or skim money off of this or that, that's what they would do. They were they were basically the mafia is basically all about the dollars at the end of the day. That's all it's about is the money. Money, money, money these motherfuckers make. <coughs> oh, where was I? Daka Daka Deuce. Said all that. And then they got their hands into the hotels, casinos, or I mean the list just goes on and on and on of stuff they got their fingers in. And pretty much everything from laundry to clubs to food industry. I mean, I mean, they had their hands in everything. Everything they could get in there. And he had a whopping, incredible... Oh, I already said that. No, no, I didn't. Well, and he also... And some of his uh, businesses were worth uh, six, or he was worth. I'll take that back. He was worth sixty billion dollars, which in today's evaluation would be one point one trillion as of two uh, two thousand twenty. 
And this was in the 1930s, and this motherfucker was worth that much because he was pretty much taking money from everybody, everybody in the in the United States. And you ask, how does that work? Okay, well, let's say, like, it, normally it works like if you're in the territory where they're running. Like, I'm the big boss, and everybody pays up to me a certain percent of what they're doing. Drug dealing, boot running, weapon selling, skimming people, whatever. You got to shoot your certain percentage up top. Well, how they did that in the, when it was, he made it Americanized and kind of, not Americanized, but turned it into a business. The guys like from, like Dallas, they'd pay a certain percentage up. Louisiana, they would have to pay a certain percentage up. Uh, Philadelphia, Florida. I mean, just bam, bam like that. Hollywood, L.A., you know. Because they were the bosses of that area, and they had to pay up to the big boss Lucky. That's how all that works. Then uh, he got the title of Capo, which means uh, Capo Dute Cape. That's in Sicilian, but I hope I said it right. Huh. Okay. And Luciano also uh, elevated up to most uh, one of the most trusted Italian uh, Italian uh, associates. At a high level position in what was known as the uh, Luciano crime family. The uh, featured Vito Genovese became the underboss of Frank Castellano Castellini and Michael Trigger Mike of the Capolano and Anthony Strarlo and John Anderson and Anthony Carlo. Carfano all served as capos underneath him because Meyer because oh because Myler and Bugsy Siegel were Jewish neither man could hold official positions with the uh, with them by the Italian American in the Italian American Costa Nostra because that's one reason you if you to be a boss or a made man, you had to be full-blown Italian or Sicilian, I believe. Something like that. Well, they couldn't because they were half Jewish. So, he made uh, Meyer Lansky his top advisor. And Siegel was a trusted associate. Siegel, I believe, he was the one who started, uh, if I'm right, I think I'm right. I know I'm right. Bugsy Siegel is the one who started Vegas. And people think, oh, it was just a uh, way for uh, them to hide what they was doing. No, they was doing it in broad daylight fucking legally. That's why he went there. You know, they could be like, we could take these money, these people's money legally. And we'd have a cash cow for years. And they did till it got fucked up in the late, in the 70s. Okay, now this story is about this part right here is about the uh, commission, how it's laid out, I guess. Luciano, under the encouraging former Chicago kidnapping 
John, uh, kidnapper Johnny Taro was uh, set up. He was to set up the commission to serve as the uh, governing body of the American underworld, designing to dic- dic- uh, dictate the rules and laws and politicians, and maintain order with the with the wealth and power power with the wealth and power settled all disputes and uh, grievances and authorized uh, authorized and ordered murders and they did contract killings and associates and deceased or in deceased which were mafia families oh decided okay associates and decided which mafia families controlled which territories so he said down that's why that you always hear the five families well lucky's the one who this guy helped lucky make the five families in new york what it what it is today well it ain't much today it's been torn down and torn apart there really ain't much five families anymore back in the day though he had it uh he structured the whole goddamn thing the commission governed the body of America and called Luciano's the greatest intervention. Luciano's goals with the commission were to uh, clearly maintain his power over all the families in North America to prevent future mafia wars. That was the main thing. He kept telling them. He was like, dudes, we can all sit here and make fucking money if we just work together and keep the murders and shit down. When someone pisses you off, let's talk about it, organize it, we'll take them out, and we'll all kind of pitch in and help do it. Don't just start going attacking all these, you know, different families and starting big wars. The commission was originally composed of the five families of New, of the New York City, the Philadelphia crime family, the Buffalo crime family, and the Los Angeles crime family, and the Chicago outfit of Al Capone later. Detroit crime family, too, and Kansas City were uh, added, too, because Kansas City was the stop they would make to go to Vegas, because they'd bring the... That guy there in Kansas City would go to Vegas, get the money every month, and holler back up to Chicago. The commission also controlled in... Uh, oh, they controlled and dictated the Irish and Jewish uh, criminal or- criminal organizations, too, in New York. All commission members were uh, supposed to retain the power and had one vote. But it, but in reality, some families and bosses were more powerful than others, which is true. I mean, you can say you're all equal, but it's basically your stroke and the money you got. Then in 1935, the first big test, the commission ordered a crime boss, Dutch Schultz, to drop his plans to murder... Oh, to murder prosecutor Tom uh, Dewey. Because see, Tom Dewey, uh, Thomas Dewey, was uh, coming after L- Lucky. Luciano agreed that a Dewey association would uh, basically put a big target on their back and the police would come cracking down 
on them, uh, and it'd give him much too too much heat. So when Schultz announced that he was going to kill Dewey next three get next three days with with or without the commissioner's permission, the commission <coughs> arranged Schultz's murder. On October 24th, 1935, Schultz and five of his bodyguards were murdered in a tavern in uh, New Wark, New Jersey, by a armed by armed murder Inc. Uh, hit squad consisting of ten professional assassins with machine guns. The organized crime world learned never to defy Lucky's uh, commi- uh, Lucky's uh, commission again, because he did, he made all the families, and then he made his he put together his own little hit squad. They'd go out and do the uh, killings. Well, I think I'm gonna finish there today on that one. I'll get this Lucky story done. It's just so damn long. And I'm already up to a fucking almost an hour. And I still got my uh, graduation speech to do since it's graduation. I thought I'd be nice and throw a little uh, graduation uh, saying out here. So, if you just give me a minute and let me get something going. I'm going to get the graduate song pulled up and we are ready. Okay. Everybody ready? Well, since it's graduating season, you know, May is always the time of year that the young adults of the world venture out and start doing uh, adult shit like we've been trying to teach them as they've been growing up. Whether you're graduating high school, college, hey, good job. You did it. Now it's time to get out in the real world and have some fun. It's so much fun. Okay, guys. Here is my graduation speech. God damn it. Sorry. Oh, no. Dang it. Here we go. Sorry, my fat fingers hit the wrong thing. Okay, my graduation speech. Dear fellow high school, college grads of 2021, you're fixing to start a journey of your life. Remember, never be afraid to fail. You're going to fail. We have all failed once at a point in our life. Remember this though. It's how you get back up and do it again and learn something from it and keep on going. Be kind to your fellow neighbors. Love one another. And here is a poem to everybody graduating that you can tell your school or grads or whatever. Once I was here, but now I'm gone. I left my name to turn you on. Those who know me, know me well. Those who don't can go to hell. 
thank you, graduating class, for this speech and uh, letting me do this for y'all. But remember, life's a bitch. Being an adult's not fun. But it's what you have to do. Be responsible. Don't be a tit bag. Don't have little pussy feelings that, oh, I'm offended. Just shut up and deal with it and learn to shut your fucking mouth. The world don't revolve around you. Go to work every day and you'll make something of yourself. Put your nose to the grindstone. Get your ass up and work every day. Don't be a mooch. Get out of your parents' house. All right? So, you guys. Ooh, yeah. You dig it? Happy graduation, guys. Have fun, though, but I'm not going to lie. Being an adult isn't all that bad. It just sucks sometimes. But I hope you all enjoyed my graduation speech. That was very lovely. And I appreciate everybody's applied. Yeah, that was fucking awesome. All right, guys. I got a little list here of um, eight things we can look forward to be doing this Memorial Weekend. Hopefully, it's not raining on your weekend. Number eight, fishing. That's always good. Getting away from it all and going camping or something. Go hang out at the lake or the river. Packed for a picnic with the kiddos. That'd be fun. Go visit a cemetery of some of the uh, fallen soldiers in your family. Go pay your respects. Go explore stuff. <coughs> it's always good to go visit a parade on a Memorial Weekend. And the best thing to look forward to is the barbecues and family time, guys. I can't stress that enough. Family time's always good. But you just got to remember, you know, family's kind of like friends sometimes. Because there's some family that just turns your fucking back on you. You know, takes that advantage of you and shit. But then there's family members that don't, just like friends. So, But one day we'll all be good and I'll be shitty to each other. Hopefully it'll happen soon. But yes, it's just crazy, guys. But I hope you all enjoyed the show today. I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to start doing my rambling right here. But I got a few ideas for the show. I was thinking about going over some TikTok videos. Ashley was showing me some TikTok videos on uh, uh, meth heads, crackheads. Yeah, getting on there and singing like they got a voice. This one bitch was like, uh, singing and her teeth was all I mean I don't got the best teeth in the world that's why I try not to big to smile too big you know but there's still I still got all my fucking teeth in my head this bitch was like and there's I mean yeah it was so I'm gonna go over some TikTok videos make fun of them <laughs> so that'll be fun um still gonna work on a GoFundMe page um Still weird. No one's saying shit about Biden, about how good of a job he's doing. Because he's fucking not. He's fucking pissing everybody off. Pissing China off, North Korea. And you motherfuckers thought Trump was pissing people off. You know, and then this dumb shit walks out in the middle of his speech because he thinks he's back home. I don't know. I don't, yeah. It's just, it's just crazy, guys. I don't get it. I don't get the world right now. And then, you know, they keep shoving... Vaccines down your fucking throat. You know, I look at it this way. 
If you want to do it, do it. It does not make you not an American if you don't do it. And if you say I'm not an American because I don't do the vaccine, well, fuck you. I'm not doing it unless I'm sick. Then I'll do it. Yeah, let's yeah, let's take care of the people that need it first, dumbass. And here's another thing that gets me though. They say if you get it, you're you're okay. But then why sh- should they still want you to wear your mask? Why do you still got to stay home in quarantine? I mean, they're just I don't know. They're just fucking hypocrites. They're going, they're contradicting themselves, going back on shit. I mean, just like with the mask thing. If you want to wear it, wear it. I'm not. Texas isn't. Because we don't give a fuck. And nobody's... And, and that's funny how the numbers are dropping. They're not talking about it. And have you noticed they're not talking about the riots and shits that's still happening? You know? Minnesota took to the streets again to celebrate. And they tore up shit. Uh, they're still rioting in Seattle. Uh, LA's still a fucking piehole shit place. It's falling off the face of fucking America. You know? You just don't get it, man. All these Hollywood celebs, everybody wants to listen to them. Listen, guys, they have no fucking grasp on reality. Because you know why? They have fucking million, trillion dollar houses they live in. In their fun little world. And, oh, we can have a house with a million lights on it and pay the electric bill that's going to be a thousand bucks. Because we don't care. So we're going to talk about our opinions. And and no one gives a shit. Because you live in a fucking world that's not reality to the normal person. Okay? So what your opinion on shit is going to be way fucking different than mine. Because I'm a fucking blue collar dude who has to work every day. So don't fucking... I'm tired of celebrities preaching about shit. I don't give a shit. You live in reality. And half of them are cuckoo anyway once they make the money. I don't get just society sometimes. It's crazy shit. Crazy shit, I tell ya. But that is, I guess, what it is. I don't know what to say about that, baby. But we're going to get funky on tonight. Y'all got Charles Viagra? Well, guys... <laughs> Remember now, give us a five-star review on uh, iHeart, uh, not iHeart, but Apple and iTunes and all that. Um, don't forget to check us out on Spotify, Stitcher. Of course, the YouTube channel, you'll get more back to behind-the-scenes stuff. Oh, and if I didn't tell the people on the uh, audio side, uh, update on Ashley. She's doing good and all that, but little Jolie broke her arm, broke her wrist. She broke it two places. But she don't going to need a hard cast. Just a different cast, not a hard one. Some kind of foam shit. But they uh, said where it broke, it's still lined up. So everything's good. She's going to have some swelling and stuff for right now. So, yeah. That's how we are, pumpkin heads. But you guys be good, be real. Don't be too sweet to be foul. This is your number one podcasting man in the world. Uncle Boo, baby. Mm. Ooh, yeah. We love getting funky up in here Ooh. I hope everybody has a good weekend and please guys if you're going to be drunk or drink stay where you're at and drink have a good good time I encourage you to go out and have fun have a couple drinks but let's be smart let's not hurt each other and have a good time so we can go back to work Monday and talk about how much fun we had and I can report to you guys and I won't have to be telling a ghost story on my daughter's podcast about someone who got hit by a drunk and they still haunt a road or something So 
Just think about it, guys. Don't drink and drive this weekend, man. But everybody enjoy yourself and have fun. If you don't get rained out, if you get rained out like uh, here in Texas, well, sorry. But uh, you guys check us out on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart, iTunes, uh, Pandora. Uh, shit, we're pretty much on everything now, guys. I've got us everywhere, and we're growing pretty good. Just keep on uh, subscribing. Tell your friends about us. Canada, we love you. <laughs> and I'm a big wrestling fan, and I love the fucking Canada wrestlers. Bret Hart's kick-ass on all of them guys. The Bulldog. Amazing. Ooh, yeah. I like to hear old stories about old fucking Bret Hart's dad. I can't remember his name. Stu. Oh, yeah. Well, you, uh, let me, let me get your arm over here and put you in this hole. Come here. Uh, look at this hole. Yeah, he was a, he was a cool old man. I wish I would have got to meet him. But Canada, we love you. Sorry for rambling, guys, but we got to use our voice and keep speaking against this bullshit America we got going on right now. And wherever you live, you got a voice, man. Don't let the government where you live tell you what to fucking do and shoot you full of shit. You got a voice, you know. No matter where you're at, they can never take your fucking voice, you know. So, we love you guys. And, uh, hey, if I see you before it rains, piss on you. Love you guys. Holler at you later, buds.